goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, the Thursday edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. If you would like to be on the program today, 800 848 W-A-B-C is the number to call, 800-848-W-A-B-C, 848-92-2-2. And, of course, what else would be headline news? Well, there's the uh, the luggage guys back in the news. Um, uh, Biden's luggage guy, you know, the um, the guy that used to wear the pretty dresses. Yeah, he's back in the news. He's a fugitive. He's, on, he's been on the lam from justice. So there's a never-ending story. You imagine this guy's in charge of energy, in, char- in charge of some of the major policies concerning American energy. This is what the Biden administration <laughs> offered up to the world. A guy who steals luggage and steals women's dresses out of luggage so he could go glam with his mustache and beard and bald head. And now he's on the lamb. Does it say, I haven't been able to find out what he's on the lamb from. From justice. From ju- well, yes, from justice, but what, what I, it doesn't say it's a luggage-related no, uh, pickup. Here, here, here's the story. Go through this, All right. Scott, and then I want you to report back to people and tell people what, what Sam luggage is on the, on the lamb for. All right, all right. Okay? Meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, we have learned that the FBI, oh, let me yawn here. No, because some of you going to take this the wrong way. Say, Sterling's not interested in politics. Rush would have never. He would always be. Yes, of course, I'm interested in the politics of it. I just happen to think after me going on and on. Remember, those of you who have listened to this program should remember that I have been saying the FBI is one of the most corrupt agencies. It just didn't start being corrupt. They've been corrupt ever since J. Edgar Hoover. And I have gone on record as saying I don't think J. Edgar Hoover's name should be on any building in the United States. He was totally corrupt. And the FBI has been totally corrupt. So none of this is news to me, except for the details of the news. Uh, Scott, what's he on the lamb for? Does not say. They don't know. No one's saying. What do you think he could be on the lamp I don't. For? I can't even speculate. I can't even spe- with somebody like that. I can't even speculate. Bad enough that they. Yeah, I mean, I. This guy was running. He was a, a big political appointee right. of the Biden. No, I mean, they like flat out raided the uh, picked up at his home last night. Taking him. They picked, They found. He's not a fugitive anymore. They, they found him. They, yeah. they arrested. Him. It does not say what they arrested him for. It is, it is not clear if this is related to the thefts, is what this story says, which was what I saw earlier, too. Hmm. So it could be anything. Well, I wonder what we I, can I, suppose. I'm not speculating on that one. 
We could speculate no, what it could be. Nobody's speculating on that. Okay. I mean, here's the guy <laughs> that with the with the long gowns and his mustache and beard and bald head that the Bidens just couldn't wait to put before America. Lipstick. Lipstick. Forgot that part. And the earrings. I wonder if they were stolen, too. Okay. The FBI had at least four criminal investigations into Hillary and Bill Clinton that were ultimately shut down months before 2016. A new Justice Department report reveals, and Republicans want to reopen those probes. And this is, are you surprised? One of the investigations was partially based on statements made in journalist Peter Schweitzer's book, Clinton Cash, claiming the Clinton's charity was taking in millions of donations from foreign governments trying to change U.S. foreign policy while Hillary was Secretary of State. Of course. Rush used to point out all the time that this was blanket. He used to say, he had a phrase, every time he would say it, I would say, "Mm," and I will repeat the phrase. And this was what Rush Limbaugh used to say. He used to say that these foreign governments were giving Hill Hill and Bill Clinton and the Clinton Foundation millions of dollars on the come. And that's what he used to say. Meaning, and he would explain it, that they were hoping that if she were president, then they would have the influence. And remember, the book uh, uh, by Peter Schweitzer, Clinton Cash, really went into details on the way that these foreign governments were trying to get access to Hillary Clinton. So here we are now. We've learned that the FBI has shut down four investigations. I'm going to ask all of you, please call me if you have any idea. What do you expect the justice? Okay, now this information is out in public. Now we're talking about it. From the standpoint of this is news that has been reported, John Durham has released news Now, there are places like the Daily Mail, which is where this story came from, that's saying, you know what? The FBI shut down four investigations into Hillary and Bill Clinton in 2016. Let me ask each and every single one of you, what do you think will happen? Do you expect now that the Republicans are going to get organized, that they're going to say, oh, my gosh, let's reopen those pictures? Go all the way through in your mind. What happens now? Is there going to be an investigation? Who is going to lead the investigation? Well, according to the way that our government is set up, it is the Department of Justice and the FBI that would lead the investigation into the FBI shutting down the investigations of Hillary Clinton. So let's say that happens. Let's say now the FBI goes and investigates the FBI because they're the ones that shut down the Hillary Clinton investigation. What happens when they say, yep, our corrupt FBI, according to a new FBI investigation, shut down Hillary Clinton's um, investigations four different times in 2016? Do you think that they're going to send the stormtroopers up to Hillary Clinton's house together with the CNN uh, camera team like they did for poor old Roger Stone down there in Florida at 6, 530 in the morning? to wake Hillary up from her place in Whitelandia. Do you think, Whitelandia, that's what I call Chappaqua, Whitelandia. 
Why? Because you never mind why. You know why. And I bought, by the way, that's a phrase that I borrowed from Curtis Sliwa. Okay, I heard him say it once and it made sense to me. And I said, hmm, I want to remember that one. So, do you expect the FBI to show up in, 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 in Westchester County and go drag Hillary out, of, out in her, oh, what an what a image that is, in her night attire, in handcuffs? Do you think that's going to happen? Do you think the FBI is going to squeal on itself and said, yep, we did it, and now here are the bad actors in the FBI, and now let's bring them up to trial? What do you, ladies and gentlemen, expect to happen here? Wow. The New York Times has reported that Senator Dianne Feinstein, 89-year-old, has been diagnosed with vision and balance impairments and facial paralysis, known as Ramsey Hunt syndrome. It's a complication from shingles, having the shingles. She's really sick, but she's still serving. You know what else? You know who else is really sick, and we should know this? Mr. Fetterman is not doing so well. There's a story out today that his aides are doctoring up his quotes because they are so incoherent. Do you expect him? What do you think is going to happen with that seat? The chief... David Zaslav, CEO of CNN's parent company, Warner Brothers Discovery, is saying that the CNN team over at CNN, they are working hard to reposition the network. That, listen to this quote, CNN Republicans are back on the air. Did you know that, Scott? I figured with the Trump town hall that they were going to do something like that. But no, I didn't know specifically that they had. Yeah, he said, our view is that there's advocacy networks on either side. We have the best journalist in the world. Well, <laughs> that's not, debatable. Not, not currently. Yeah, we need to show both sides of every issue, he said. I think that's wonderful. CNN should be the place that people come to for the best version of the truth and for journalism. Well, if they do that, fabulous. Do you expect them to do that? Maybe. Or at least give the appearance that they're doing it. Well, that means there would be a whole lot of other people besides Dave Don Lemon that would have to go bye-bye over it, at CNN. It does. It does. Okay, the FBI, back to the corrupt FBI. The corrupt FBI whistleblowers have saying that after they spoke out about the politicized rot inside the FBI, that they were uh, retaliated against. Their clearances, security clearances were revoked. And they, you know, they, they suffered because they spoke out. Okay, totally believable. Again, I ask you, what's going to happen? What is going to happen? Anything? Do you expect anything to happen? There's a very long story today. Very, very long. About the Durham investigation. Written by John Malcolm. 
And the FBI leadership enabled Hillary Clinton's Russian hoax. If you want all the details of it, like you don't have them already, you can go find it. But again, I read all of these things, folks, and I keep asking, what do you expect to happen now? And I'm not trying to be a negativist. You know, it almost, in every aspect of American life right now, I think that so many people are unhappy. If you look at the, there's another story today about one of these schools that had, you know, a bunch of drag performances for the students and all of that. I talked to you yesterday about the, very briefly about the wealthy school in Long Island City that is showing, um, uh, has a manual for anal, oral, and every other kind of sex you can think of for a bunch of kids in the fifth, fifth, sixth grade. What, what do you think? What do you think the outcome of all of this is going to be? Are you optimistic that at some point we the turn we are going to return to an age where people say, you know that 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 experiment that we tried with the gender stuff, all that's gone now. We're going to go back to basics. Men are men, women are women, and there are a few people who have uh, um, problems at birth where the gender isn't as readily known, but that's, we're talking really, really one in hundreds of thousands of cases. We're not talking anything that's, that's widespread in society. Do you think, in other words, ladies and gentlemen, that we are going to ever put the, the genie back in the bottle on some of these issues? I want to know, and I'm not, do you think that the FBI will once again in your lifetime, or for me for the first time, be an agency that's not corrupt? Do you expect that to happen? Do you think that any president that you elect can turn back to deep state? Do you think that we will ever, ever go back to the notion that gender is really not a complex matter? Do you think that we will get back respect for the religious institutions of the country in spite of the, oh, by the way, remember that thing I mentioned to you yesterday with the nuns? And what they were doing that out in Los Angeles, Major League Baseball, where they were going to honor the, a group that violates openly blasphemes against the Catholic Church, the perpetual whatever of indulgence, a group that openly mocks nuns. Well, the L.A. Dodgers apparently have heard from so many people that they decided to pull back on that one. So that's a victory of sorts. The fact that they would consider it in the first place is still astounding. But at least they had the decency after people raised objections to it to pull it back and say, no, not such a good idea. But do you think that's going to happen? Do you ever think we're going to get controllers of the borders of the United States again? Do you think that this massive six million plus Illegal immigrants that have entered America will ever be deported out of America. And the number of illegal immigrants in America is not 6 million. It's closer to 20-some-odd million if you go by some stuff. What happens? Are we, is it just too many? Genie's out of the bottle. We have to accept it. What do you, Americans, expect to happen in your country? Do you think it is too late to turn back the tide, is what I'm asking. 
800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC. We're coming back. Don't. I'm trying to see what he's playing. What are you playing, Diego? Bill Collins. Bill Collins on WABC Talk Radio 77. We're coming back because we have a groovy kind of love. Don't go away. is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Happy birthday today to Butch Tavares of the group Tavares. 1976, this song reached all the way up to number four on the UK charts, number 15 on American charts. This was back during the beginning of the disco era, you'll remember, in your platform shoes and bell bottoms, dancing to this one. Yeah, baby. I still, I still want to do like a a, a, a a disco party one night. Would you? Yeah, we could watch Scott dance at the disco party. Yeah. Okay. So, by the way, many of you are on hold. I'm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start taking calls right now. I've asked people to call in and let me know what they think. And so let us get to those calls. Let's start in Wayne, New Jersey. I spent many, many hours of my life in Wayne, New Jersey. Danny, welcome. You're on WABC. How are you, Danny? I'm fine. Thank you, James. Uh, My question is, what's the purpose of having Inspector General offices for DOJ and other government agencies if they're not going to do their job to hold these agencies responsible? So the inspector general is supposed to conduct the inside investigations. They're the ones that are supposed to go in and say, okay, let's look at your particular agency and let's see where there is wrongdoing. It is sort of a self-policing, but then that information is supposed to get turned over to the department, is supposed to have a referral to the Department of Justice. So what do you do, Danny, when the agency that you're looking at as being corrupt is the very agency that's supposed to handle the overall investigations when agencies are corrupt, the FBI. What do you do when the Department of Justice itself is corrupt? Are they supposed to police themselves? So, okay, you know what Democrats would do in this situation? Democrats, if they were Republicans, I promise you this, promise you from past history, 
All of them would be with a mantra that would be repeated throughout the news media every day, all day. Well, you know, this has risen to the level of a special prosecutor. You know, we need a special prosecutor to handle this. We need an independent prosecutor. We need, do you hear anybody asking for a special prosecutor to investigate the DOJ? No. No. And this is what I mean when I say, you know, please, ladies and gentlemen, please do not get that I am mis- trying to be Mr. Negative. I'm not trying to come here every day by being negative, but I'm just pointing out something. That this, all this talk about the FBI being corrupt now is not new. The FBI was corrupted under the Obama administration. But let's go further back than that. The FBI was corrupted under the Clinton administration. Let me just ask a question. I'll ask the staff. I love grilling my staff. I'm going to start. Is Nick there? Is, uh, let me, Nick, I have to ask. Nick had to step out. Of course he does. So I'm going to start with you, Diego. Okay. There was once upon a time in complete violation of American law. The FBI had files that were taken away from FBI headquarters. They ended up at the White House. Whose administration did this happen in and how many files were found inside the White House of the United States? FBI files that they were never supposed to have. What administration? I'm asking you, yes. What administration did that happen in? I have no idea, but I'm going I'm to take a guess and say... Um, first Bush, the first Bush. It was George Bush. Okay. Really? Scott. No, not really. Scott. <laughs> I'm going to pose the same question to you. Who? I'm just going to go with a J. Edgar Hoover thing here. So what would that be like? Eisenhower? Who was, who was the administration with mm-hmm. J. Edgar Hoover? I'm, I'm going to go with Eisenhower. Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. Mr. Screener. The FBI had, had, it was found that the FBI had files in the White House. This goes against federal law. They're not supposed to ever have FBI files released out of the FBI used for political purposes. How many files were there and whose administration had the FBI files that they were not supposed to have? Mr. Screener. I think it's a, a good guess to bank on like a Nixon here. Nixon. Mm-hmm. Want to take a stab as to how many files? Uh, I'd say upwards of 10. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, my entire staff got it wrong. 900 FBI files were located in the White House during the years of the Bill Clinton presidency. 900 FBI files. It wasn't Richard Nixon. It wasn't Tricky Dick. As he was known, it wasn't General Dwight David Eisenhower. It wasn't Bush, Mr. CIA 41. It was Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. And nobody from the FBI was ever punished for it. Nobody from the Clinton administration was ever punished for it. And nobody in the mainstream press really dug to find out why 
Why were there 900, F, 900 FBI files in the White House? How were they used? What was the purpose? And who ordered the FBI to bring the 900 files in here? And why did they order them? To this day, unknown. Mm-hmm. And so, you want to tell me about the FBI and, and their purity as an agency? Yeah, please do. As I've said, the FBI has been corrupt for decades. This is not new. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, WABC. Is this... It's George Strait. Why, Garley J. You know, George Strait here, birthday today. You know, he has the second number one country hits among any artist in any musical genre. That's right. Only Conway Twitty has more hits. Only Conway Twitty has more hits than George Strait. Now, these days, I don't know whether he could go with that name, George Strait, because, you know, that kind of <laughs> implies that he's a, you know, homophobe. George Trans, maybe, but not George Strait. But George Strait, celebrating his birthday today, 1952, and we wish George Strait an American icon. Yes, George Strait. We wish him a very happy birthday. WABC James Golden Snurley coming back right after this. Do not go away. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 2011 on this date. John Lennon's handwritten lyrics for this song, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, sold for 237000 some odd dollars. Now, everybody assumes that this song is about what? Drugs. Yeah. LSD, Lucy Sky Diamonds, right? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. But the Beatles have denied this. John Lennon has said that the inspiration for this song came from a picture that his son Julian had drawn of one of his class mates named Lucy Vaden. She died of lupus in 2009. And so this song was, was, according to the Beatles themselves, not about drugs, not about LSD, but it was an inspiration from John's son Julian, who drew a picture of his class mate, Lucy Vaden. Incredibly high, yeah. I wonder which version of that story we're going to believe. <laughs> but anyway, the handwritten notes for Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds sold on this day in music history. Scott, you had a question for me? Yeah, how come you're not bringing up the Marjorie Taylor Greene impeachment story? What about it? Well, we're talking about the FBI and how nobody's doing anything and nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. is 
you know, announced articles of impeachment against FBI Director Christopher Wray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's not. Mm-hmm. not yeah, OK. And where's that, that going? Where's that going? I don't know what just happened. Mm-hmm. And you think that the House of Representatives is going to say, OK, let's impeach Christopher Wray? Maybe. You do. You think that's going to happen? Why, why wouldn't they? Because they you, you just laid out an excellent case as to why they should. Of course. Well, maybe there's a, you know, level heads will prevail and. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. They can't even impeach Mayorkas over this border thing. If you talk about somebody that ought to be impeached, how about Mayorkas? And they were some one of the representatives has said, OK, I want to impeach him, too. Well, she did. She 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 did Biden. Yeah. And Biden where, and, where'd that, and, and where'd that go? It's just happened. Where'd that go? It's been. Where's it going? It's been six hours. Where's it going? I don't know. You know where it's going? <laughs> On a fast track to nowhere. Because it would require the Republicans in the House of Representatives to show some spine. We are in the middle of a budget crisis, supposedly. And I guarantee you this, that the House of Representatives is not going to stop down right now and take up the impeachment of any Biden official while we're in the middle of this budget. And after budget, it's going to be something else and something else. I have lost confidence, that's why, in the House of Representatives doing anything that shows political spine. Anything. Anything. Hmm. You know what else I didn't bring up? I didn't bring up, uh, what's the congresswoman out of uh, Colorado whose husband, who just dropped a divorce bomb on her husband? And supposedly the process service showed up and he chased him away with the dogs. You hear about that no, one? No. That's no. Bobert. I didn't bring that up either. No, Lisa, thank you. You don't have to book her. Because, no, because we know, I no, no. What? Green? Yeah, no. Wow. Nope. Okay. Nope, not going anywhere. Not with that attitude. Not with my attitude. Not with my attitude, you say. Okay, let me ask you a question. When is the last time that the Republicans successfully impeached anybody? There is an answer to that question. Oh, uh... Come on, come on, dig it out. Come on. (laughs) Oh, Clinton. Clinton. Bill Clinton. And what happened afterwards? Nothing. His impre... His... Arlen Specter, I'll tell you what happened, because I remember these things, because I have a good memory for politics. Arlen Specter stood up in the Senate as they were voting on it and cited some ancestral law that doesn't even exist in America as the reason that he would not support his party in trying to impeach one of the most corrupt at the time president in history, Bill Clinton. And what happened afterwards, the Democrats went on the White House lawn and they embraced Bill Clinton and they talked about how evil the Republicans are. Why did they dare impeach this good man who happened to be dorking the intern with the cigar in the Oval Office? Yes, he did. Who left his semen on her dress, her blue dress. That was found out after all those. I did not have sex with that woman, Monica Lewinsky. Sexual relations. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And what happened after all of that? Bill Clinton's Bill Clinton's poll numbers went sky high. That's what happened. 
his numbers shot through the roof. That's what happened. I want to get back to the phones. Sal in Long Island. How are you, Sal? And uh, thanks for calling. Thanks for waiting. How you doing, Sal? Hey, how are you, Mr. Golden? I love your show. Thank you so uh, listen, much. I never, I never attend school to learn English language in my life. But if you put it in front of me, I can read better than John, John Fetterman and Joe Oops. Biden combined. Now, now, uh, back then you have told me that Herschel Walker has lost the election because it was hard to listen to. He did not lose the election because of that. That election was rigged. John Fetterman election was rigged, and Joe Biden election was rigged. Let me push back on at least one of those. Herschel Walker's election, you say it was rigged. I'm going to be brutally honest here, and I may upset you and upset a whole lot of people here. Herschel Walker should have never been put up to run for anything. He should never have been put up to run for the United States Senate. He was a horrible candidate. He was one of the worst candidates that Republicans ever picked. Not only could he not articulate and sounded like a complete and utter illiterate. His campaign was so badly run. And believe me, I'm holding back. Because I could tell you stories about how badly run this campaign was. It was worse than the worst amateur campaign that I've ever seen. Herschel Walker was an embarrassment. And should have never. This is what I can't stand about the Republican Party. One of the things. And you think that sometimes that I'm on the other side. I'm a Republican. No, I'm a conservative. Who often votes Republican. Because there are no conservatives, very few left in the Democrat Party. I'm a conservative. Herschel Walker, when he was, when he could mutter out a sentence or two, supposedly a conservative. Okay? But one of the worst candidates we ever had. This is what Republicans do. Garley, gee, we state where we got a lot of black people there. You know, them, them, them Negro people down there got about two-thirds of the population in that state. Why, we got to overcome those votes in Fulton County. We got a bunch of black people down there that we have to at least peel off some of them votes. I know. I got a bright idea. Let's go find somebody with a black face. Now, does that somebody with a black face actually have to be intelligent? Actually have to be a good politician? Actually have to have a grasp of the issues, able to articulate it? Actually have to be vetted like you would vet any other candidate to win? No. Let's just put up a black face down there because, you know, them blackies will, will vote for anybody. Well, we can get at least 10% of them. That's the thinking. It's stupid. Anybody in their right mind wouldn't have put up Herschel Walker, but the Republicans put up Herschel Walker. And then when you lose, you want to say the election was rigged? No, the election wasn't rigged. You put up the dumbest possible candidate that you could find because he had a black face. That's why you lost that election. So stop griping about Herschel Walker loss. 
Herschel Walker should have never been put up to run. I have made a lot of enemies just now, and I'm sorry. Oh, you're mean. And nothing personal against Herschel Walker. He may be a fine man, and he may be, he was a great football player. But politics is a business. If you want to win an election, you put up a candidate that knows how to run a campaign and that can articulate the issues, not sound like he's a fourth grader trying to deliver a 12th grade speech. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdley, having just made many enemies in the Republican Party, will be back with you, ladies and gentlemen, right after these words. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, on WABC Talk Radio 77, look, I don't want to be mean to anybody. And so if I said some things about Herschel here that just really were over the line, I apologize. But that's my honest-to-goodness opinion. He was a terrible candidate. Should have never been chosen. And that's not his fault. He is who he is. Right? Um, but, but it, I mean, the Republicans, the way they go about picking candidates, boy, sometimes, especially black candidates, me a break like they are so tone deaf as to what's really going on in in the country and with what they think black people will do when they have no clue and then when you try to advise them on it oh man please anyway that's a story for another day let us talk to johnny and reach out to johnny in morristown new jersey johnny how are you this afternoon yeah Good to talk to you. Hey, look, I'm really happy that you're carrying on the torch for Rush. We really miss him. And uh, I'll say one quick thing. I love your music, but not the country. I've tried for years to get into that, but it's like an ice pick to my ear. I just I just can't get into it. So, <laughs> and so you had a question earlier on in the program about uh, are we ever going to turn this back, uh, this push to controlism by a central authority, and I'm, I'm afraid I'm pessimistic. As they say, absolute power corrupts absolutely, and they're at the level of absolute power right now. And I think that some people are aware of it, but many people are just asleep. They just don't see what's happening. And uh, there's public information out there. I have maybe I have some insider information. Um, I don't want to say specifically, but that's out there on the NSA. I'm sure you're aware of that agency. You know, well, of course I'm aware of the NSA. In fact. I have a good friend that used to work inside the NSA. He sadly is past now. Um, and he used to tell me some stories that were horrific, things that were coming out of the NSA. Let's not forget something. When we talk about the fact that Donald Trump was spied upon and the American people were spied upon, that goes in deep inside the intelligence community of the United States of America. And once again, just like in the case of the FBI, there's not been one person that has been held accountable for what has transpired and that we all know has transpired. Johnny, I so much appreciate your call. Thank you so very much. Jerry in Edison, New Jersey. How are you, Jerry? Welcome. You're on WABC. Okay, well, how are you doing? Um, Good. So we are already right now, I don't think people are really thinking about this properly, but we are a banana republic right now. We have the evidence to show that. 
It's conclusive at this point. When you have your DOJ, your FBI, your CIA, your big tech, your academia, and the one political party, the Democratic Party, all colluding with each other, they're in conspiracy. So we have criminal conspiracy in some instances. We have civil conspiracy in many instances. And we have total unethical, unconstitutional things going on all over the place. It's all coming from one side, the Democratic Party, and it's led by the latest leaders, Biden, Obama, and Clinton. And it looks like they're all in collusion, conspiracy to the highest level. We are a banana republic. The Supreme Court are the only people who should take up these political persecutions of Trump that's interfering with our 2024 election. And the Supreme Court cannot... And the Supreme Court cannot constitutionally take this up. This has to be taken up by the executive branch, number one, which is where the DOJ resides, or we have to have some mechanism where Congress can take it up. And so we go back to this question that Scott raised. Well, we got people that are saying, well, do they have the political spine to take it up? Do they? And if you think they do, what evidence do you have? Now, that doesn't mean to say that there aren't Congress Congress people like the wonderful Jim Jordan, like Josh Hawley, like my good friend Chip Roy and others that are trying their best to raise these issues. But if you look to leadership in both the Senate and the Republican House, where do you see an effort, a genuine effort being made to actually pursue this? Who's going to court? and demanding a special prosecutor be take a look at the DOJ. Who's actively taking this up? We see the hearings, and we see some people embarrassed when they come to the hearings because they give these mealy-mouthed answers, and those answers get you know tweeted out. They get put on YouTube, and people watch them. But what happens? Where is it Trump did that the left didn't like? You were bombarded from the left. You were bombarded with congressional actions. Where is any of that? We are still sitting on the biggest scandal to me in almost one of the biggest scandals in world history. That being what happened during the pandemic. And it's all forgotten. It's gone. Where is the political will in Washington and the organized Republican Party to fight back against anything. Where is it? If if it were there, you would see it. That is why, look, folks, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. Sorry, Debbie. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here. Just say that nothing's going to happen. I still believe that it is not too late to save this republic. I still believe that we can successfully push back on the leftism, the abject horror of crime in our streets, the miseducation of American children, the utter immorality that gets spewed to the American people through the Department of Justice. It is not too late to save America. And I firmly believe that. And I'm going to keep advocating for that. We must save this country. 
May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your family and loved ones. Thank you for being with me today. Love and gratitude to you and for you. God willing, back tomorrow, 4 p.m. Ernie Anastas will join me tomorrow. And it promises to be, hopefully, an uplifting program. He is Mr. Positive. And I'm so looking forward to having Ernie tomorrow and your calls and you here as well for Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We'll see you then, God willing. Bye.